Howdy guys, I'm Aiden Matthews, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. Here we are on episode 60, yet another Q&A episode where I answer questions from the people in my Discord. Link in the description below if you want to join. And yeah, we brought it up in episode 59 that I... Uh, needed to do another Q&A, and here we are. We got 10 questions. I'm going to answer them in however much detail I feel like answering them in. And uh, yeah, it should be fun because, you know, hey, like as much fun as it is for me to get on here and do a on anger and talk about myself and what I'm working on and how therapeutic that can be, um, sometimes it's just more important to like listen to what your community has and be like, yo, what, what's going on? What are, what are people up to? What do people want to know my opinions on? So that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to answer 10 questions from the people in the Discord and hopefully give some interesting answers. So without any lollygagging, without any more further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the first question from Joe Loser with a Patrick icon. I think it's Jay, I'm pretty sure. And he asks, has there been one silver lining throughout the awful year of 2020 for you personally? Um, and I had to think about this for a little bit, I guess, because there has been so much bad going on, uh, political, uh, Black Lives Matter riots, people dying, like COVID, I could go on and on and on, just miserable event after miserable event. And, uh, even in my own personal life, like, you know, there, there's things that aren't as good as I wish they could be, but I don't want to get into all that. But I'd say that the one silver lining throughout 2020 has actually been my YouTube stuff. I know, kind of a cop-out answer. Wow, you're going to point to your content as being the one silver lining? And I really am. Uh, And I wouldn't say that for most years, but I was looking back on all the videos I've made in 2020. The AVGN video, the Harry Potter video, uh, all of 30 for 30, the final episode of Back to the Video Games, like just consistent banger after consistent banger. I've had like more fun working on Blue Catch production stuff this year than I think I've had in a long time. Um, Because 2018 and 2019 felt like I was just kind of in this weird middle ground where I was evolving, but I wasn't really feeling confident about what I did. And now here we are in 2020 and I'm just like loving everything I'm doing. Um, and another video too is like me and Ethan looking back over old flip camera stuff. Another one of my absolute favorites. So like 2020 content wise has just been so much fun from like a YouTube perspective. And that's not even getting into like lines on our gaming stuff and this podcast and, uh, all that. So yeah, I'd say that'd be my silver lining is I've legitimately had one of my better years when it comes to content creation, not only on the main channel, but on my other side projects as well. So, thank you for the question, Jay. Up next, we got a question from the entire Republican Party. I believe this is Ben. And he asks, have you watched Attack on Titan? And if you have, are you excited for Season 4? Every time I do one of these Q&A episodes, every time, Ben always manages to ask about an anime-related question. And every time I have to get on this podcast and be like, I don't watch a whole lot of anime. The only three I've seen... Full Metal Alchemist, the original, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Samurai Champloo, and like Pokemon, right? Like that's, that's it. That's all I've seen. However, in this case, I have seen a bit of Attack on Titan. Not much, 
when it was first kind of coming around and that first season had hit and everybody was talking about it and it was this big cultural event, Ethan had actually started watching it on Netflix. And I remember being at my granddad's house watching it with him. And uh, I think he really enjoyed it for the most part. And uh, I slowly got sucked into that first season. I remember it being like really slow paced. Like uh, the majority of that, that first couple of episodes is all spent like in the city. And once the Titans hit, like we, we pretty much like every 20 minute episode is like 20 minutes in real time. Like they do not cover a whole lot in, in those early episodes. And there was still this angle of mystery and all this sort of stuff. And uh, I looked into it. Apparently, season four is going to be the final season of the show. Uh, and all the major mysteries, I guess, at this point have been pretty much solved. Now it's just a matter of, of wrapping up things and stuff. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stakes, um, not only for the characters and the plot, but also just like in the anime community. Um, because if it does end up ending on a good note, this is potentially like if not one of the best, maybe even the best anime of like the 2010s. And I know that's a big question, but I keep hearing it a lot on YouTube, on Twitter and all these different communities. Like people really related to the show and really liked a lot of what they produced. So if they can stick that landing, it'd be interesting. So I'm almost more interested in, in what the community thinks of it than, than I personally care about Attack on Titan. Cause again, I only watched the first season. I have very little knowledge of the show I remember enjoying bits and pieces of it, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Season four should be interesting, I guess. Be interested to see how many YouTube videos I end up watching about it without ever having to watch the show. That That's kind of how I experience media nowadays. It's not, not actually watching or experiencing the media, but watching YouTubers talk about it, right? Uh, <laughs> I guess that's just how it is nowadays, but uh, thank you for the question, Ben. appreciate it. Next up. We got a question from Cowland. I'm sorry, I tried to pronounce it in as, in as awful way as I could, but I think that's actually how you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, he asked, what is your favorite Twitch emote and why? And uh, this one's pretty easy. It's, it's, it's poggers, dude. It's absolutely, it's absolutely poggers. If you don't say poggers, like what, do you, what even really is the point? What even really is the point? I've, I've actually... <laughs> Not too long ago, I saw the the video that that originates from, and it's just like two dudes talking in like this blooper reel or whatever for for a video. Uh, the guy himself, I believe, is called Gutex or something. Gutanks, Gutex, I don't know. Um, but this is like blooper reel video or whatever, and uh, the 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 origin the original face he makes that face because like a microphone or a laptop or something falls, so it just goes poorly. Right, and then he makes that iconic face for maybe like a frame or two, and then the whole rest of the video is just blooper stuff. But out of all the things that could have like led to such an incredible meme and an emote that's used all the time, it started off from just a tiny little blooper video. Uh, I don't even think the main video that <laughs> that was released is more popular than the emote. But it, but that's how the internet works, right? They always take the little tiniest little bits and, and blow it up to huge proportions like that's that's just how that's just how stuff works on the internet memes content creators uh, what people like fandoms it's always taking these like small little things and then blowing them up to outrageous proportions that's what makes it funny right the fact that nobody thought it would be a joke or the fact that that nobody like thought it was funny and then it just blew up 
and suddenly it's funny now. That's just that's just sort of how millennial humor works. And hey, I'm all for it. I fucking I fucking love that Poggers face. And apparently the man himself is is still doing well. Uh, is in a bunch of business ventures and stuff. So good for him, man. Honestly, good for him. And thank you for the for the for the for the meme. I guess appreciate that. Uh, and thank you to Calan for the question. Epic. All right, next up we got underage drinking. That's kind of a yikes. I might have to call the police. And uh, underage drinking ask, what's your favorite thing about our squad? So this is Parker here. Uh, I don't know why he's called underage drinking. Is he trying to tell us something, perhaps? Uh, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> if I had to pick a favorite thing about our squad, I'd say, um, let's see. Hmm. Losing Fortnite, we tend to do that pretty well as a group. We can all get together have our different battle plans and strategies and ideas, and somehow, consistently, fuck up in Fortnite matches all the time. <laughs> so that's good. Um, let's see. Watching High School the Musical the series, that was pretty epic. We get, like, a lot of good watch parties out of the group of, like, random wacky shit. That's always really fun. And then, uh, probably my my absolute favorite, and this is, like, more of a real thing, not not a jokey thing like the last two has been. But there's always been a little bit of that uh, that sort of therapeutic angle, I guess, where, like, we can all get in a call and just, like, shoot the shit about, like, really personal stuff. Um, and that has been super helpful, especially in my own journey of content creation and my own mental journey, especially with things like depression and stuff like that. Having, like, you guys to talk to through my ups and downs and everything that's going on in my life and, and, and being able for you all to listen and then for you all to feel comfortable to talk about your own stuff as, as well. Like it's wild because this is still like a, a fairly new group. I mean, I know Zach, Jay and Parker had kind of known each other for a while beforehand. And then I kind of entered the picture in 2017 and then discord was really the thing that brought all four of us together close as a group. And that led to Lions Hunter Gaming and podcast and collaborative stuff and everything. But uh, for how short the group has been, it's just amazing how many life-changing moments and really good conversations we've gotten out of stuff. So if I'm being if I'm being in earnest, that would probably be the thing I love about the squad. It's just the just the personal conversations and just being able to like shoot the shit about stuff because I really do value that sort of personal, that sort of in-depth communication, because you can't get it everywhere. Uh, you can't, you can't do it a whole lot in public spaces. You know, it's not, it's not something you can do on Twitter or in YouTube videos without it coming across as hokey or like you're trying to get likes or something. But like, in a in a in a Discord call of four of the homies, you can just talk about whatever, and it's cool. So, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you to the squad. Honestly, this question goes out to the squad. Y'all epic as hell. All right, number five, we got our next question from Denku. I think is it Denku? Hold on, yeah. His username on the on the Discord is where the drinks at. So if if Parker's the underage drinker, Denku is simply asking where he might acquire the drinks in the first place. And he asks, "Why are you gay?" I'm not, but uh, thanks, 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 thanks for. You know, I really do get the best questions on on, on Anchor, and I'm glad. 
that out of the 10 question limit that I that I proposed that you could only ask 10 questions one per each person Deku Deku decided at the halfway mark you know what after the seriousness of the squad question and favorite twitch emote in 2020 he was just gonna ask why are you gay and you know what that takes some balls so yeah thanks thanks for the question all right next up we got Leah slash slash patient also known as fun police she asks Pokemon Unite sucks. Fact or truth? In parentheses, what do you think about it and how it was announced? Um, so I was not awake when the Pokemon company announced this. Um, I would kind of didn't really even hear about it until I went on Twitter later that day and saw my entire feed was talking about Pokemon Unite. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of scummy. I, I mean, not even kind of, it just sort of is scummy. Uh mainly having to do with its affiliation to Tencent, Chinese company, big corporate, like owns a lot of entertainment stuff and kind of has that little that little injection of them of them uh, Chinese government in there working some stuff. Uh, very sketchy to say the least. And now here the Pokemon company is working with Tencent on a essentially a league or Dota type game. And uh, that's just not a genre I'm into whatsoever. And the fact that it's being run by sort of a shady company meant pretty much I really had uh, nothing to uh, be interested in, unfortunately. And it's not like it's not like the concept of like a, a Pokemon Dota or League couldn't work because I think it could. I mean, you have a you have a franchise like Pokemon where you just have like almost a thousand unique different characters like why not throw them into a bunch of different genres i guess uh i just feel like the other spinoffs have done a much better job at not only finding out what genres work best for pokemon but making them in such a way that that it's ethically sound and, and creatively fulfilling and fun and this is just not that at all uh, i'm sure it'll do well i'm sure it'll have his audience and it's probably not the worst type of game in the world but it's just something i'm not personally interested in and i do miss sort of the the older pokemon spinoffs um like pokemon snap mystery dungeon even though i don't play a whole lot of them uh pokemon ranger still love the hell out of pokemon ranger and pokemon conquest that was the last one i got really interested in uh, until the new the new pokemon snap game came out and i'm like whoa pokemon snap on the switch time to buy that day one so that, that kind of canceled out all the shittiness of Pokemon Unite. But yeah, it still does leave a bad taste in my mouth. I will not be playing it anytime soon. So thank you for the question, patient. All right, question number six. We got a question from the Gengar Obama man. Wow. In my Q&A, in my Aiden on Anchor, such a celebrity asking me a question. It must be pretty important. Let's see what he has to say. He asks, give five reasons... Why I'm better than Parker. Not really a question, I have to say. More of a more of a statement. More of a uh, threat, if you will. Uh, I wonder what backlash I will receive if I don't give five reasons why I'm better than Parker. Uh, but here we go. We'll, we'll try to come up with a list literally on the spot. Have not thought about this question remotely. Uh, top the top five. <laughs> let me do like a let me do like a gamer voice. The top five reasons why Ramson is better than Parker. Number one, Pokemon. Parker is not a PokeTuber, and Ramson is. Therefore, he is better. All right, so that's number one. Number two, 
Ramson is huge plays, and Parker is not. You'll notice that Ramson's icon on Discord says huge, and Parker just has some weird symbol. What the F is up with that? All right, that, that's that's two reasons. All right. <laughs> we're, we're going places. We're going places. Here we go. <laughs> Number three. Ramson has five mobs. <laughs> what, what what does Parker have to compare to? Uh, tasers? Weak sauce, bruh. Five mobs is way better than Skyrim. All right. Um, we, we need two more. Um, hold on. Uh, <laughs> number four, Ramson's hairline. Uh, <laughs> every time you see Ramson on camera, dude has the freshest fro in the game. Yet when you look at Parker, he'd be shaving his head off for content. Kind of weak sauce, bruh. Okay, uh, one more, one more. Um, fake, fake, what? Ra Epic Ramson, um... Epic Rams and stuff. Uh. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Number five. Ramson shows up to my streams more often than Parker. And because I am selfish, that means Ramson is a better person. So there you go. Five reasons. Poketuber. Ramson. Ramson got five mobs. And Parker does not. Uh, Ramson's got the hair. He shows up to my streams, and Ramson is huge, and Parker is not. Five reasons, right there. Hope you enjoy my top five list. Uh, be sure to follow A Non Anchor if you want more epic top five gamer lists in the future. All right. Question number eight comes to us from Kyle, and he asks, "What's your thoughts on the PS5?" And do you think that the traditional console upgrades are starting to become irrelevant? Well, Kyle, I got an episode of Ain't on Anchor just for you. I literally did. Episode 56 of the show is literally my full-fledged thoughts about why I don't care about the PlayStation 5. And I'll repeat, pretty much sum it up for you here. Basically, my thoughts were that the PlayStation 5 console design was pretty unique even though I thought it looked kind of weird and the games that they were showing didn't really excite me personally a lot of them were just kind of sequels to PS4 games or games that didn't have a whole lot of gameplay attached to them so it didn't really get me excited uh, and since doing that episode we have seen what the Xbox is offering with the Xbox Series X and the games and stuff and, and they're pretty much in a similar boat and stuff so uh yeah consoles these days, it feels like every upgrade we get has just kind of been less and less impressive. And I guess we were going to get to that point, especially with technology and stuff. Like, going from something like the Super Nintendo, right? It's like 16-bit and pixels and sprites. And then moving to the N64, we're like, wow, 3D models. There's no way it could look better than this. And then you go to the GameCube and it looks even better and more polished and... And then I remember the first time getting a PS3, I had Uncharted 3, and I remember getting an HDMI cable for the first time and plugging it up to the TV, and I'm like, oh my god, nothing will look better than Uncharted 3. And uh, it turns out the only thing that looks better than Uncharted 3 is Uncharted 4, and like, there, there's always going to be these developments in, in terms of graphics and gameplay and all that sort of stuff, but I feel like nowadays especially with what the PS5 and, and Xbox are offering in terms of major improvements. It's like an SSD 
So faster load times, that's kind of cool. Lighting, lighting's going to be a bit better. It's cool, I guess. And then things like backwards compatibility, uh, Game Pass, like those kind of features and stuff. Uh, it's definitely become less and less about the console and the hardware that you play games on and more about the games themselves that are being offered. And so, like, even though I don't personally care about the PlayStation 5, and, and even though I think that console improvements and upgrades are, are becoming less and less interesting as we go along, uh, ultimately, the, the only reason consoles are going to continue to have value is if the exclusives and the games that are on them continue to be worth playing and and thankfully for for sony and nintendo and even microsoft those those first party exclusives are worth owning the console for um and even in microsoft's case you can play that shit on the pc anyway and game pass is is cool as well so it's like you know i I, I'm, i'm pretty happy with my nintendo switch right now i love being able to take that thing on the go i think that's like a far more interesting way to to do a console to get portability out of out of a system and I love my PC, and I love playing indie games and stuff, but uh, I just don't find myself as invested in the in the console wars and stuff as I used to. And, and that's partially just, like, me getting older, you know? I'm just not a kid anymore. <laughs> but it's also it's also a thing where it's like they, they have become, to me at least, a whole lot less impressive, charging a whole lot more money and making games that are virtually similar to each other. It always feels like I'm, I'm looking out for like the next unique and interesting thing. And I find maybe like one game out of the out of the 30 or 40 that gets shown off in these E3 type conferences. But uh, I know there's still good stuff coming out. I know there's still fun games coming out and I'll always be a fan of games, just not the consoles themselves. So those are my thoughts on the PS5 and stuff and traditional console upgrades. Very good question. And I encourage you to check out episode 56 of the podcast if you want even more of my in-depth thoughts on the situation itself. All right, next up, we got question number nine from Overage Drinking. Uh-oh, don't let Granddad have the alcohol here. And uh, he asks, what's your favorite song of 2020, and why is it Dragon Ball Do-Rag by Thundercat? And you know what? You may be joking here, but I might actually say that Dragon Ball Do-Rag is my favorite song of 2020 so far. Uh, the music video's funny. The bass line go hard. Thundercat's a pretty energetic personality. I've watched more content with him as of recent. He's epic. I've even listened to some of his other catalog, and it's epic as well. So, like, Dragon Ball Durak, go hard. And uh, maybe if I have something to, to replace it, uh, I could get a different favorite song. But I'm, I'm going to actually agree with Zach and say that the Dragon Ball Durak do be my favorite song of 2020 currently. Until something else comes along and inevitably replaces it. Uh-oh. That's like super lonely. That's probably my number two. Who who does that actually? I wanna I wanna get the artist right. Super lonely. Sounds like super hot fire or something. Y'all remember that? Benny. Benny. Benny Benny. That's another that's another artist I fuck with. A lot of people call her like a like a light version of Billy Eyelash, and I disagree. Benny Epic. So if you have not heard Super Lonely, you should. It go hard. Damn. But thank you for the question, Zach. All right. Final question for today's episode of Aid on Acre, the Q&A special we got from Calfro. And he asks, what's your favorite song of 1932? And why is it Ooh, That Kiss by Francis Day? I'm going to actually listen to this song for the first time. <laughs> 
This better actually be from 1932. I'm going to be pissed. Ooh, that kiss. Francis. Because I can't give my opinion on it if I haven't heard it. All right, we're about ready to listen to this. I, I encourage you all actually to follow along with me. Simply just go to YouTube while you're listening to this podcast. Type in Ooh, that kiss. Francis Day. F-R-A-N-C-E-S Day. And I'm listening to the 2018 remaster. All right. You, you there? Did you find it? Hope you found it. All right. Here we go. I'm going to count it down and then hit play when I say go. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, go. This is from 1932. Oh. Oh, she getting into it. It's got some energy to it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what is she doing? She's going, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. 1930s music's wild as hell. Sometimes it's just like calm and slow, and then other times they just go fucking bananas. And this is this is one of those. This 2018 remaster sucks ass. I still hear the hiss. Ooh. Ooh. That piano coming in, though? (laughs) Oh. Okay. It's wild to think that, like, back in the 30s, like, kissing was the was the kind of, like, dangerous, risque sort of behavior. Like, how dare you kiss in public in front of the children? Think of the children. And then nowadays, it's like, who gives a shit? But uh, Francis Day really is experiencing the kind of rebel act of the kiss. Even going ooh and ah occasionally. The song keeps, like, swapping back between, like, slow and mellow, and then, bam, the drums come back, the percussion comes back, and we're vibing again. I feel like I'm in Brazil or some shit. How far are we into this? We got a minute left. Angel Kate. I could go for some angel cake right now. Come on, percussion. Come back. There it is. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) She getting horny out here. Damn. That was a banger, Calfro. I did not think I would have had to have listened to Ooh That Kiss remastered in 2018, but here we are. 
uh, I guess my final thoughts on on that song is, uh, uh, it, it was interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, thank you for the question, and thank you all for listening to this Q&A episode of Aiden on Anchor. I hope you enjoyed my responses. Hope you had a fun time listening to them. And uh, stay tuned. Follow the podcast. Support me. Because in the next five or ten episodes or so, we'll do another one of these. Because you guys always have different and wacky and weird questions. And uh, I always got weird and wacky answers for you. So... Appreciate everybody asking the questions. Appreciate you all listening. If you do want to support the podcast, you can do so on Anchor via the support button or on Patreon. Special thanks to Carrie Knight and Jade the Zoomster for doing so already. And without any further ado, I've been Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and I'll see you again for another episode of Aiden on Anchor. Bye-bye, everybody.